the past is not in the past. Past is here with us, as is the potential for the future. People won't realize their full potential, particularly in, this, in these sort of healing arts, if they don't know what it feels like to be safe, if they're frightened of being persecuted. Those are the sort of beliefs we have to change. They will stop people being successful as well. They want to lie under a bushel, as it were. Welcome back to the podcast. We're here with Peter Harris from theinvisiblecollege.com.au. Peter is a healer. He's a life coach. He's a transformational mentor. And we're going to be talking and hearing all about these things like theta healing, about transforming beliefs, and getting your subconscious to actually start working for you and not fighting against you. Peter has a book co-authored with Pat Masidi called Adapt and Overcome. You can find that at adaptandovercomebook.com. And then he also has, there it is, Adapt and Overcome. And then Peter also has a smaller book called Be Careful What You Wish For, Your Subconscious Is Listening. And he has the props as well, too. So theinvisiblecollege.com.au. And Peter, glad to be talking to you today. Lovely to be here. Great to get the opportunity. I, I, it, is, it is two ways. It is great to have the opportunity to speak with you. So you are a transformational mentor. Now, what is that? And what sorts of people do you help? I help, second question first, I help everybody and anybody. And for transformational, that's a pretty fancy word. But what I really mean is I'm changing people's lives. But I'm changing people's lives by changing what they believe. So it's a, I'm creating what they're putting out there into the world. And then we call it the invisible college because we deal with the invisible before it comes, becomes physical. So they'll come to, they'll come to see me and they'll go, my life's not working or I'm blocked or I'm stuck. I will then go into their subconscious using, using kinesiology and my intuition. And I'll identify the belief that I'm creating what they don't want. And then energetically, because Everything is energy. Energetically, I then change those beliefs. You can't, I've learned, or I've read and I've learned, that you can't actually destroy energy or remove energy. So these people who go, I'm going to pull this out of your aura and gone forever. It's not true. You can transform it. It, it. You can change it. And that's what I'm doing. So if they have a belief system, for instance, that they're never going to achieve success in their occupation, they may not even know they've got that. It's been put there by a teacher or by a parent or by somebody else, and they've forgotten it even, it's even gone into their computer-like subconscious. I would then identify that, and with their permission, I will energetically remove that belief from their subconscious and then download, install the belief that they no one understands the feeling of how to be successful. And suddenly they'll go out there in the world and things will start happening because the blocks have been removed. They'll answer those two questions. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it tells a fun story, and it, but it opens up more questions, but that's okay and that's great. That's learning, right? When one question sprouts the other questions. And so when you, so I guess the first thing is, say someone comes to you and they're blocked. They have the, this fear of success. They have this self-sabotage, the limiting beliefs. How do you pick up on that? If they themselves have been 
ignorant of this limitation for many decades. If it, like you said, even they don't know it's a problem, how do you detect it? I think intuitively comes to me. I'm not pretending to be the world's greatest psychic, but I do pick up things and I listen very carefully to what they're saying. And because our words betray our truth. Oh, that's a nice, that's a nice little line. I might use that again, but it's true. What they're saying, they don't even realize sometimes what they're saying. So I'll pick up on it and then I'll use kinesiology to muscle, what we call muscle tests. And that'll actually talk. It, it bypasses the conscious mind. The conscious mind's going, no, I'm fine. I love my mother. I love my father. I go deeper into the subconscious of my kinesiology technique. And the person themselves gets a shock. And sometimes our subconscious can have contradictory beliefs. I love my mother. I hate my mother. Because the, the little five-year-old or the six-year-old who got punished hated their mother at that time, perhaps, or their father or someone, teacher. And that, that belief goes into the subconscious. Now, later on in life, they rationally, they use their rational mind to go, oh, my, my mother was okay. Yeah, I love my mother. But that other belief about hating the mother or not being good enough is still there underneath. So I will dig down using feeder healing technique and kinesiology, I will dig down and identify what is at the base of that, that belief system and then transform it and then change it. And, and this is the pride. Everybody has this stuff. So is it fair to say that part of this process that you're mentioning, is it fair to say that it's like science plus spiritual because you mentioned things about listening and picking up on their words and phrases but then you also use some of these terms that i'm not familiar with like the theta healing and the kinesiology what does this feel like is this something that you do with your hands with your mind what's what what physically happens i could actually do it with you with a pendulum like because it, we're very lucky at this stage of the human race's development Science is now supporting what used to be woo, people who go, now that's rubbish. But now science has proven, or at least has quantum physics has theories that we're all connected in the field. And that when I connect, when I, even if you and I'm not talking to each other, if I connect with you, they call it in quantum entanglement. Now I could, if you if you knew I was going to send you healing and you were open to it, by the by my philosophy and supported by quantum entanglement, that healing gets through. Well, I've even got a little device here called a Healy, which will, can connect with you if I give it enough information, and it can then affect your information field, your in, your energetic field. And it's marvelous these days, science support what used to be called superstition or woo or whatever. And it books out there like The Biology of Belief by Dr. Bruce Lipton and the other scientists too. And it's marvelous. He's proven that the belief is more powerful than a medicine. And they call it the placebo effect. The placebo effect is if they, if someone believes that they're taking a medicine that's going to cure them, even if it's a sugar pill, it'll work. 
to a large, a very large percentage. And sometimes the placebo effect or the power of the mind can be more powerful than a drug. Not always, but frequently. And they call it the placebo effect. So it's great that science is now supporting what we do now in FETA. It's called FETA healing because the lady who created it, an American, Diana Steibel, she cured herself of cancer, but she did it without realizing that she was going into a theta brainwave. A theta brainwave is the brainwave of the yogi and, and something which is applied to in the Eastern religion. And it's a very slow brainwave. It's the one before delta and delta is sleep. So when you're in that theta brainwave, they've proven that you can manifest like and 80% of the time, it'll come true if you can hold that theater brainwave. Whereas at the, at the other end of the spectrum, people do affirmation. And an affirmation is a great way. It's telling subconscious what you want. But because you're in a beta or an alpha brainwave, it's not so successful or so powerful as a theater brainwave. So I've trained myself through 20 years of doing theater to go into a theater brainwave maybe even alternate between beta and theta. And in that brainwave, I'm connecting to all that is, all that is in the universe that we can all connect to and, uh, and doing healing and doing connections and doing marvelous stuff because it's in a theta brainwave. This is amazing, but it's all, and it's fun. And it's also a, a little spooky. And it, what a time to be alive where, as you said, in, in decades or centuries past, they would have just thrown out ideas like this, but now there's the opportunity to explore all this kind of s spooky stuff on the fringe. And so this is, so you help these uh, different sorts of people and all these different techniques. And one thing that really interests me is about you yourself, Peter, right? Because you say that you've known the, these techniques for many decades, but we all have to start somewhere, right? And we've all gone through some sorts of stress, conflict, failures, things like that. So do you have anything to tell us about your own struggles, your own failures, your own transformation? I started doing theater healing in about the year 2000. Before that, I was always interested in the world guru and spooky stuff. And I think I bought my first pack of tarot cards when I was about 24. But I had a job in the, in the civil service. I was an air traffic controller. And I didn't realize the power of the subconscious. And as I said in the book, it was only when I fell off a ladder, broke my arm, and other things went wrong in my life that I realized I actually was creating that. And unconsciously, I was so stressed, I'm going, oh, I want some time to myself, or I wish I didn't have to go to work today. But I didn't really mean that because I wanted the money and I wanted the job. But I'm putting out there all the time. Give me a break. Oh, good Lord. Give me a break. I fell off the ladder and I broke every bone in my arm. I then had time off work because I was injured, et cetera, et cetera. And then it dawned on me that there was some process going on here. And what I teach people to do is to take responsibility for what they're creating. We are encouraged at school and in religion that we're victims and that we're worthless, and that we're less than. That's so far from the truth, but it cuts us off from our power. 
but we're not creating, but we're creating we're a position of, I'm no good, I'm a victim, things happen to me. If I create the belief system of being a victim and down it flowed energetically into someone, what it feels like and how to be in their own power, their whole life changes. But we're encouraged by whoever runs this planet to be a victim. You hear it on the news every night. I'm the victim this, I'm the victim that. When I put off the ladder and smashed up my arm and my head, I couldn't call myself a victim. I was a victim of circumstance. Yes, I was, but I created those circumstances by really subconsciously wanting a break. But the subconscious, as I say, it's careful, it's listening. It doesn't have a sense of humor. It didn't go, oh, oh, break. Break could mean this or could mean that. It went, he wants a break, he'll get a break. On every level. Yeah, I've learned. And like relationship. I've had my share of relationship. And I realize now that a relationship is a reflection a lot of the time. And that we, and you, you'll hear people go, oh, I, this woman was, a, she was a B and she was a B and she was a B and she did this and she did that. And, she, and I go, hang on, there's a common denominator here. Like, you. That? <laughs> you. <laughs> so you're attracting, we, we live in a magnetic universe and we attract magnetize things to, to it based on what we are inside, what our truth is. And we, and a lot of people go through life not knowing what their truth is. Well, this is a deep conversation. And what I'm getting from your answers here is that number one, we need to take responsibility and it's a good idea to consider that question of what do, am I not taking responsibility for that I should? And if these repeat patterns and the same thing keeps happening to me and everything else and the people and the situations change, but the one thing that remains the same as you, then maybe it is slightly possible that you yourself are the person who has got yourself trapped in your own cycle. And something else that hit me pretty hard as far as your advice here is that we have this cognitive dissonance, right? We have the two beliefs that are conflicting and it might even be in disguise, right? You might think to yourself, I don't want to wake up early in the morning. I don't want to go to that job but you also want the money. And then if those things are clashing, then it's just a tangled mess and you don't get anywhere. And you just, you wallow in that self-pity and you don't get out of it. You don't make progress. And that's not a good place to be. And so what is the first step here, Peter? We've gone into some of these deep topics. You've talked about your kinesthesiology and the theta healing and all these sorts of things. But if someone wants to look more into this whole area of expertise, what's a good first step or what's a good like exercise or just like quick tip for us to apply these days? I think we need to reflect on what we're creating and say, why, why did that happen? I think we need to realize that just about the whole human race don't believe they're worthy and, and that they're victim. I think starting from, I think taking responsibility, look, I encourage people to look at theta healing and look at the biology of belief, to look at transforming their life based on a realization that what they're thinking is creating their reality and that we are creating in every moment of every moment and without wishing to necessarily quote a religious text, but I do believe 
somewhere in the Bible, it says that we were created in God's image. God is a creator. I believe we are creators too of our universe and we co-create with people. So if, we're, if we realize that, we take responsibility for everything we are creating, we can change it. Because same way that I can change your energy, you can change your energy. And if you meditate, oh, well, a good way to start. You go into a theater brainwave and you do it. In theater healing, there's a, what they call a roadmap. It's a set of self-hypnosis, if you like, to take you into a brainwave. And then meditate. Visualize what you want. And imagination is a bridge. And Einstein said that imagination was more important than knowledge. He said that. Use your imagination. It's real. See yourself in your meditation as you want to be. And then look at what impediments there might be. For instance, a lot of people want money. But they have belief systems unbeknown to them that money is evil. My family will, will be jealous of me if I have money. I don't, know what, I don't know what I would do with the money. All these negative beliefs stop people winning the lottery, even though they go, I'm going to win the lottery this week. Not if they, don't, if they think money is evil or if they think it's easier for, oh, is it, oh, there's another biblical quote about a rich man and the ivory needle and the camel and stuff. But people believe that God wants them to be poor on a subconscious level because they're programmed that way. The money is evil or that sort of thing. So meditate and see yourself the way you want to be and then see how you feel about that. See in your imagination what's happening around you. And use your imagination to manifest. Go into a theta brainwave and then if it doesn't work, do what I just they suggest it and go in and see how you feel and what's happening when you imagine how that success would be, how it would feel. And if it still doesn't work, then there are deeper beliefs. I'm not suggesting everyone should be a billionaire, but no one should struggle. There's enough out there for everybody. And I think there is only love and abundance, but we disconnect ourselves from it unconsciously without even knowing by not loving ourselves or not liking ourselves or not believing we're worthy. So we need to change all that. So people can start off with themselves. Bring it back to yourself. Have a look what's inside. Have a look at what you're creating. And come see me. For those of you who are in California, it's only a short plane ride away. No, I'm only joking. They're not the feeder healers in America. And uh, those of you who don't know, I'm on the Gold Coast of Australia, living on a mountain called Springbrook. And uh, look to yourself and get some help. When I call myself a transformational healer or whatever I call myself, they're just words. But what it really means is I am here to help you have a better life and help you change the programs in your computer. Reboot the computer. Change some of the software, and away you go. Excellent. Well, Peter, that is what they call an inspirational message. You say that we need to do this meditation, which so few people do, 
and everyone does differently, but it's a good habit to start and continue. So that way, when you meditate, you can ask those deep, important questions and chip away at all the layers that may have been creating spider webs all over the place for many years, clear the crap out and ask those questions about what do you want? How will you get there? And what gets in your way? And these might be some real deep emotional things. These might be some abstract ideas. It might be, I want money, but I have these roadblocks in my way of, I'm worried what people will think of me. And so these are things that need to be demolished because life is so short and you just, you can't be miserable any longer and you can't live with these things that have been holding you back. There is a way forward with meditation, with theta healing, with the things that Peter has been speaking about. And so you mentioned, Peter, that you do these events in Australia and you also have your website, theinvisiblecollege.com.au. So if someone is watching or listening our show right now and they said, man, this guy, Peter, he has the some of the deepest thoughts I've ever heard. I need to listen to him. I need to take the next step. I need to find out more from the Peter train, from the Peter vault of knowledge. What is the Invisible College all about and what will people find when they go to your website? Well, the Invisible College is actually a, a website that I share with my partner, Jennifer. And Jennifer is a trans medium and a channel. And we work together. Sometimes we'll see clients and we'll do it. We can, we'll, we can do it over Zoom. We can do it. We have clients all over the world. And Jennifer talks to their soul. And I talk to the subconscious. And we have the most amazing results. We change people's lives. And so the invisible, we call it the Invisible College because we deal with the invisible. But we know that invisible is going to manifest in the physical. Contact us at theinvisiblecollege.com.au. Speak to our world. And uh, I've been, what you were saying before about people's belief systems. Some of those belief systems go back lifetime. And if you were burned at the stake or put in prison for your belief previously, those beliefs, they're still going to be in your subconscious. The past is not in the past. Past is here with us, as is the potential for the future. And uh, you'll have beliefs. Maybe people won't realize their full potential, particularly in, this, in these sort of healing arts, if they don't know what it feels like to be safe, if they're frightened of being persecuted. So that, those are the sort of beliefs we have to change. They will stop people being successful as well. They want to hide their light under a bushel, as it were, in case someone punishes them. Peter, there are times when you need to lift a really heavy box and you say, this box is so huge and heavy, I'm only one person. I can't lift it. I'll hurt my back. But if you have two people or three people, then the box is very easily lifted. And so some of these big, scary, huge problems that people out there might have, these limiting beliefs, it might be impossible or very difficult to remove just single-handedly. But if they have this extra outside help, such as you being a healer and your wife being a medium to have these outside perspectives, to have these additional tools, outside help, I can definitely see how this can help people out there get unstuck and just overcome these limitations that they have. So if this sounds like you, if you are considering this or looking into this as a solution to achieve your best life and have your best mindset and have your best year and your best life possible, then the place to go is theinvisiblecollege.com.au. Peter, as we wrap up our conversation, do you have a final sentence or two to wrap things up and really hit it home? Or should we just say, go to the website, right? We can do both. We can say, go to the website when we finish here and have a look. 
I actually get a great joy out of doing this. I invite you to contact me and have a session with Zoom. Uh, clear some of your block. We're actually, I'm happy to do a, an introductory uh, session at a discounted price. So you can see how good it is. And so you can see what changes can be made. And I really love being of service. I know that sounds corny, but it, I do. If someone has a problem, I want to solve it. It was like when I was an air traffic controller, I suppose. If there was a problem, I wanted to solve it. And now I want to do that same thing with people, just airplanes. I love it. Theinvisiblecollege.com.au. We will see you there. Pleasure talking to you, Peter. Pleasure talking to you too, Robert. Thanks very much.